I'm Bill DeVille. Welcome to Music Heads, your weekly essential music digest. This time out, Jill Riley will have a chat with Henry Rollins about some of the music he's been digging in the guest list. For the essentials, I'm joined by the Current's marketing director, Ali Lozoff, to chat about Nina Simone. Program director Jim McGuinn and Barb Abney will drop by to talk about the new Tom Waits album in this week's music meeting. And co-music director Melanie Walker has the next big thing. She's all set to wax about MNDR. And we'll have a sneak peek of a new track from the British band The Bees, all in this episode of Music Heads. But first, it's time for the music cast. Jill Riley has the news. Thanks, Bill. Here are the music news headlines for this week. For 25 years now, Neil Young's Bridge School Benefit has been raising funds to help teach students with learning and communication disabilities. In a two-night concert last week at San Francisco's Shoreline Amphitheater, Neil Young and his wife Peggy were joined by artists such as Arcade Fire, Eddie Vedder, Beck, Foo Fighters, Tony Bennett, Nora Jones, Mumford & Sons, and Devendra Banhart to play to over 45,000 fans. Boy, it's amazing the bills that he's put together over the years. Every rock superstar has done this concert, and it's mainly acoustic and stuff, too, so it takes artists out of their usual element, which is kind of I think cool. uh, if Neil Young gives you the call to uh, to join him at uh, the Benefit concert... Yeah, you don't want to say yeah, no I don't think Neil. your answer will ever be no. <laughs> uh, British singer-songwriter and former Smiths frontman Morrissey has been given the go-ahead by England's high court to sue NME for libel, so that'd be the New Musical Express. Morrissey first made his threat of the suit back in 2007 after the magazine published an interview that he claims made him sound like a racist. He was quoted saying, The gates of England are flooded. Um, Although I don't have anything against people from other countries, the higher the influx into England the more the British identity disappears. So that was his quote. And he says that his words were taken out of context. The lawsuit is hanging on the horizon for now. We'll just see how that one develops, I guess, huh? I guess so. Mm -hmm. Oh, something is squeezing my skull. Something I can barely describe. There is no love in modern life. After several months of speculation and false reports, alcohol poisoning is officially the cause of Amy Winehouse's death. In fact, the coroner's report said that she had five times the legal driving limit in her body when she died. And it's the same over in England, the, the point yeah, 0.08. Yeah, I saw 0.4 was what I saw, so that would be that's, exactly five times right. if it's 0.08. Yep, mm-hmm. and that's, uh, <laughs> by that time, your your blood is basically saturated with alcohol. Yeah. Um, however, they're saying drugs didn't have um, anything to do with her passing. The the coroner, uh, the coroner has ruled the verdict death by misadventure, which is kind of a lot of the twenty seven club of, have that. Yeah, on a there, lot of uh, a lot of things fall under that category, I mm-hmm. suppose. So, Amy Winehouse, the, the official word is that she died of alcohol poisoning. So very sad news, but Amy Winehouse fans, you might be kind of happy to hear that some new music from Amy Winehouse is going to be released. Island Records has announced that Lioness Hidden Treasures, Amy's third album, will be uh, put together and released on. Uh, December 5th of this year, so kind of just right around the corner. Sure like that uh, track with Tony Bennett that she Oh, that recorded. was really beautiful. Wasn't it beautiful? And there was a video, too, of the two of them performing together. And you know what? She looked pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. she looked like she um, you know, had at least put on a little more weight, and uh, she looked healthier yeah, when they like did that recording the, together. Yeah, it seemed like she turned the corner with her health before the alcohol came back in, into the picture again. And so uh, I don't think it was her intention, you know, to die that evening, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, when you've 
been, uh, I suppose, off of the drugs and the alcohol for a while and you go back in with a full force. I mean, that's, you know, that's the story we read, we read about a lot of our favorite rock stars yeah, yeah. Who, uh, who overdosed on either drugs or in Amy Winehouse's uh, case, alcohol mm-hmm. poisoning. We only Guitarist Brian May has announced that a new Queen LP is set to release in the future. He says that the album will include unreleased material recorded by Freddie Mercury before he passed away in 1991. On top of the new record, May says he'd like to use the material for a follow-up production to We Will Rock You, Queen's rock opera. He and drummer Roger Taylor are working to pull the album together. Where's Lady Gaga's name? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe that whole thing fell through. Or maybe we'll hear more details as uh, the date approaches. And finally, it's been reported that Big Boy is working on a follow-up to 2010's Sir Lucius Left Foot, the son of Chico Dusty. In a Twitter post Wednesday night, he announced that his new album... Appropriately titled Daddy Fat Sacks, Soul Funk Crusader, will include at least two collaborations with the Swedish indie pop group Little Dragon. Uh, we've been playing Little Dragon on the current that Ritual that song. Union song. I love that song as yeah. well. He and Yukimi Nagano are currently working diligently at Stanconia Studios to ensure a timely release. Look forward to hearing that one. All right, that'll do it for the music news. Thanks for dropping by. Sure. Ritual. stores this week it's finally here it's been a long time coming beach boy smile sessions drops also a self-titled album from blouse a new project from the band that used to be a natalie portman shaved head the band is bright futures the new album is dark past florence and the machine ceremonials album is out also girl in a coma carol king with a holiday album lou reed and metallica with a collaboration and a side project for tim norwind of OK Go called Pyramids. Also a new They Might Be Giants album. Talib Kweli, a new side project called Idol Warship. Mazzy Star's first album in 15 years is Lay Yourself Down. And the December 7 new EP called Long Live the King. We're going to check out a song right now. This is For Dawn here on Music Hits. And we had a
I'm Bill DeVille. This is Music Heads. Time now to check out who's set to become the next big thing with our co-music director, Melanie Walker. Mel, what you got for us this week? This week, Bill, I have got the next big thing to kind of break out of this electro-pop scene that's been bubbling under for a while. It's an artist, actually, from North Dakota, mm-hmm. uh, close to us. Her name is Minder. She grew up on a farm in North Dakota, and she began making music by tinkering around in her dad's studio and playing with his gear. And then as a teenager, she started collecting like drum machines, and she became really obsessed with this type of electronic music called IDM, which is called intelligent dance music. Ah, and um, LCD sound system. Is that is that the explanation? Kind of. It's more like <laughs> early German techno and okay. Detroit house, like Juan Atkins and Richie Houghton and Plastic Man Project and stuff like that. But she really became like a mega nerd for like old school synthesizers and IDM and early electronic music. And so she started tinkering around and making her own music and she eventually moved to Oakland, California, which actually has this huge electronic underground scene out in the Bay Area that she became a part of. And she learned how to write and sequence her own kind of minimalist electro sounds. And she started working with different art and music collectives in the city. And she just developed a really reputable reputation and she started playing out a lot more often, started writing her own songs, and she soon scored a songwriting and publishing deal in New York City where she met the producer that she works with now who's also part of this Mander project. His name is Peter Wade, and uh, he's also like a big electronic music lover. And so they they kind of uh, meshed together over their love of synthesizers and like breakbeat sounds and stuff. So Peter and Amanda started creating music together, and they put out this four-song EP actually earlier this this year, right around the time that South by Southwest was happening, Bill, um, called EPE, um, and it was under Amanda's stage name, Mander, right. which is uh, spelled MNDR. I was calling you and I were calling her MNDR for a while. I didn't realize it actually had a spelling. Uh, it actually I, I had get, a sound to it. Now that I know her name is, is Amanda, I get it now. It kind of makes sense. Well, yeah, got probably a childhood nickname. Mander. Probably, and yeah. she and she actually uh, thought it had kind of a techno-y sound yeah, when she made yeah. that name up for herself. been making all this music, putting out these EPs, developing a reputation kind of in the underground electronic world. 
And uh, one day she happened to be over at East Village Radio over in New York, and uh, Mark Ronson happened to be in the studio. Wow, there's a nice connection. And I think she was so deep in the underground scene, she didn't quite realize who she was about to meet because her friend said, oh, hey, you should stick around here. Mark Ronson's in the studio performing. And she was like, oh, I, I, I can't right now, but thanks. Maybe I'll meet him another time. And they're like, no. <laughs> You need to stick around and meet this cat. And so she went in there and uh, met him, and they were talking shop and talking music. And she eventually wikied him online, like looked him up on the wiki, and, realized, and was like, "Oh, oh the guy behind uh, Amy Winehouse, Amy Winehouse, yeah, yeah. and uh, Lily Allen." And she's like, "Sure, I'll hit this guy up. I'll send him some of my tunes." Really nonchalantly. And they hit it off, and soon she um, was on his last album called Record Collection. She did that song, Bang, Bang, Bang. Which I thought was the highlight from that album. It was, it was the highlight. It was a catchy highlight. little pop thing. I like. Yeah, that. she mm-hmm. did the chorus in that track, yeah. and uh, and that kind of took off. I mean, that, that song was huge over here and in the UK, and the video racked up close to 4 million views. So she just went from being an underground artist to yeah. close to, you know, becoming mainstream with Mark Ronson behind her name. And or in front of her name, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And so um, that whole YouTube phenomena with the video really catapulted her into the consciousness of like dance music fans worldwide. So she uh, eventually was approached by people like Massive Attack saying, hey, can you open for us on our tour? (laughs) And it's like, is this a dream? She was really just flabbergasted that she was going to be opening up for one of her her all-time favorite artists. And and I think she's still a little starstruck by how much attention she's been getting. She's working on her full-length album right now with her partner, Peter Wade, and it's supposed to be released next spring. I have no idea if she's signed or not, but she is just so much fun, Bill. All her music is glitchy and poppy and catchy and texturally really interesting and uh, can appeal to both electronic music lovers and people who just are big pop fans, too. Well, pop music, it's, it's definitely going in the direction of electronic music anyways these days. But I think she's just somebody, um, after the success of Bang Bang and all her music definitely has that same aesthetic to it, I think people are just going to love her when she's finally yeah. launched out into the music scene because I think she's still a real big unknown. But next spring, I mean, remember, MNDR, Mander, you're going to remember her name. She's fantastic. What's available so far? Just a few EPs? She's just got, well, she put out a club single first. Yeah. Uh, well, excuse me. She put out a single first. It's called Club. And uh, then she put out this um, EP with Peter Wade that the two of them put together called EPE, which stands for Everyday Practical Electronics. And that has four different songs on it. And then she actually released another um, single called Caligula. And then another one um, called Cut Me Out, which was the last one to be released on the Green Label Sound um, label that uh, Mountain Dew has that Mm -hmm. also helped launch careers for people like Theophilus London, Neon Indian, and even our um, local hero, 
solid gold. That's right. So um, I think, you know, next year, Mander, you're going to remember her name. So what should we check uh, uh, check out to uh, to wrap up the segment of the next big thing? I think I want to check out uh, the most recent track that was released on Green Label Sound. It's called Cut Me Out by Mander. Thanks again, Melanie Walker. Thanks, Bill. Listening to Music Heads on 89.3 The Current. I'm Jill Riley, and I'm on the phone with Henry Rollins, and it's time for the guest list portion of Music Heads, where we ask a musician, a writer, just, um, you know, sometimes it's local, sometimes it's national, sometimes it's someone um, from anywhere in the world. But we want to know, Henry, what are you listening to right now? I have been on a steady melt banana kick right now. I'm sure you've heard of Melt Banana. I don't know if they have a new record out, but I've just been playing a lot of them and because it's just kind of addictive. record out by, uh, well, it's a main guy named John Dwyer. He has a band called the O.C.'s, O-H, new word, S-E-E-S. He has a new record called Castlemania uh, on the, in the red label. And John, he's made the main guy behind the band. John makes a record like every five weeks or something. This is his newest one, and it's great. And the in the red label is great. But this is one of my favorite um, O.C.'s records, and there's a lot of them, but this is a real good one. And it's called Castlemania. I recommend it. All right. Thanks, Henry Rollins, 89.3 The Current.
everybody is a critic. That's whack, dude. Man. Oh my gosh. You suck. This sucks. This oh shoes, my God. This pants. Yeah. So you know. It's time again for the music meeting. I want to welcome our midday host, Barb Abney, to the show. Hi, Barb. Hey, what's going on, Bill? Not much. How about you, Jim? How are you doing? I'm doing great. That's Jim McGuinn. He's our program director of The Current. Tom Waits has returned with his first new batch in seven years. The album is called Bad As Me. The multi-talented Waits has been making his brand of music since the first part of the 70s. One thing you can say about this guy is there's only one Tom Waits. He's a guy who marches to his own drummer. His music combines blues, vaudeville, jazz, and industrial sounds, along with a voice that sounds like God with a hangover and a nasty cigarette habit. This doesn't sound like the kind of guy you'd bring home to mama. On Bad As Me, Waits delivers everything you'd want from him, from nasty blues to reggae to bossa nova to an Irish-flavored tune. You can hear plenty of Screamin' Jay Hawkins, Captain Beefheart, and Howlin' Wolf on this one. Here's Tom Waits, and this is called Satisfied from his new album, Bad As Me, on Music Hits. When I'm believing, satisfaction. When I'm grieving, satisfaction. When I'm shaking, satisfaction. When I'm praying. Satisfaction when I'm staying Satisfaction when I'm carousing <laughs> When I'm a thousand I'll sit out We'll have satisfaction I will be satisfied Before I'm gone Before I'm gone Barb floor is yours. Bad as me is the new album from Tom Waits. Is it working for you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is, while I think I experienced it the way that most did originally, like kind of sitting at a desk and listening to it because it streamed for a while before, Mm -hmm. you know, it was released. um, I was really excited to actually get to hear it in the car and riding around listening to it. Um, I love his voice. For all the people that say that they can't stand their... You know, I, th- I think it. his vocals are better on this one than the last album from seven years ago, which title slips my mind. But um, I think the vocals are stronger on this one. Well, it, it, it seems like he's singing a lot yeah. more. You know, he's, he's you know, accessing part of his, you know, range that I don't think that he hit on very much in the past. So it, I don't know if he's taken training or anything, but it just... There's actual. Can, can you see Tom Waits going to singing school? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. I, I would love to see that, though. That I'd love be, to see a video of that. Um, I love this record, and it seems like there's a lot of the songs on it seem to be, you know, maybe touching on aging. To me, it seems like he's yeah. talking about, you know, keeping relationships together and stuff, and just working towards getting older and accepting it. But the song that really stood out to me that I really love is kind of like crunchier. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about it and I think it was the New York Times, like the Sunday before it was released. And it talks about how he was touring Alcatraz and he saw like written on the wall, hell broke loose, but it's spelled L-U-C-E. And like listening to it and reading the lyrics along with it and it's talking about war and stuff. And uh, I think that that song, for whatever reason, it really resonates with me. Get run by fish, have you any wool? Get me another body bag, the body bag's full. And my face was scarce, scarce. I miss my home, I miss my porch, porch. Left, right, left. Can I go home in March? March. My stance was a chin full of soap. That rancid dinner with the Pope. And left, right, left. 
Valley persona got his thumbs blown off. Sergio's developing a real bad cough. Sergio's developing a real bad cough. And hell broke loose. Hell broke loose. Hell broke loose. Jim McGlynn, how about you? Is the album working for you? I love this record. I mean, there's some places where it feels a little disjointed because he, lyrically he's all over the map, but he's a great storyteller, and he's been on such a journey, and he's filled this record with such great characters. And yeah. I think about those, uh, the, the records that I love are both the, the, the I call them the clangy, the, the, the ones, the real <laughs> percussive clangy records that he made in the 80s, and his singer-songwriter records in the 70s. And this sort of feels like he's combined a little bit of both of those styles into one. Um, the songs are shorter. There's nothing really over four minutes on this uh, on this record. And the thing, uh, the song that I really zoomed in on because the lyrics are just so wonderful and beautiful is the duet with Keith Richards on Last Leaf on the Tree. I feel like that could be, like, sung by someone else. That could be a huge hit song. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, when I listened to that, I was at my computer at home and looked out the window, and there was that and tree. And it was fall. And uh, <laughs> there's the, the tree with about, yeah, maybe maybe two or three left, yeah. leaves left, but uh, gorgeous song. Well, like Keith Richards, Tom Waits is a survivor. He's a pirate. And who better equipped to sing a duet on a song about uh, those sort of things than, than those two guys? Yeah, that's the first time they've sang together since it was That Feeling off of the Bone Machine album. That was pretty good, too. I only think there was more whiskey consumed back, <laughs> back in, in those days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's more myth now, I think, than reality. I now, think so. Hip replacements and all that. I fight off the snow, I fight off the hail. Nothing makes me go. I'm like some vestigial tale. I'll be here through eternity if you want to know how cut down this tree I'll show up in a song of the last leaf on the tree and the autumn took the rest but they won't take me of the last leaf on the tree I think this is the wet record that uh, Tom Waits made for his fans. I mean, like you said, it it, it uh, covers all the genres, all the styles. I mean, there's everything from, you know, blues to, to there's a reggae number on this uh, this album too, and uh, a rockabilly rave up. The song "Get Lost," track number four from the CD, and uh, boy, I think this is a, a super strong record. On "Bad as Me," mm-hmm. it seems like he's talking to himself. You know, because and it's like two different voices of himself, too. Like, oh, you're the same kind of bad as me. And then it then he like goes into another voice. So I'm wondering if he's you know, there are two different dueling parts of his personality or psyche or something. that are Schizophrenia. Could be. But he it does seem like he is making a record for the fans. and He's playful with himself on that track in particular. And the guy has a way with words. But the song that really caught my ear, right out of the gate, the song Chicago, it seems to encompass everything Chicago, the blues, the hustle and bustle. And it's the freshest blues song I've heard in years. And uh, at least somebody's doing that nowadays, you know? Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is a great record, and I think it's going to make a lot of year-end lists. Mm-hmm. The album is called Bad As Me from Tom Waits. Jim, Barb, thanks so much for dropping by. Thanks for having us. Yeah. 
No good, you say? <laughs> well, that's good enough for me. God fire, you're the priest of the choir. You bite down on the sheet, but your teeth have been wired. You're scared in the rain, you're trying to shift. You're grinding the gears, you're trying to shift. And you're the same kind of bad as me. Listening to Music Heads, music news for music lovers. Time now for the essentials, where we let you know what records are must-haves to any Music Heads collection. Joining me today, it's our marketing manager from the current and Music Head extraordinaire, Ali Lozoff. Welcome, Ali. Thanks, Bill. What you want to talk about today? Well, after some soul searching and some uh, Facebook poll asking, I have decided to um, talk about Nina Simone. So yeah. why did why did you pick her? What 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 is it about Nina Simone that makes her essential to you? Well. Partially, I think that Nina doesn't get quite enough credit in sort of mainstream music for how influential she was and how important she was. And she's just one of those voices, one of those um, deep, soulful, original voices from the uh, kind of 50s through 70s jazz era that's uh, really impacted me and really affected me in a way that a lot of the um, jazz standards and soul singers of the time didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, you know, has an incredible life story. She was an uh, early vocal activist in the civil rights movement that got her banned from a lot of airplay and a lot of venues um, in America. She ended up living uh, the second half of her life overseas. And she traveled all she, over the she place. She lived didn't everywhere, she? Yeah. yeah. She lived in South America, in um, the Netherlands, in Liberia, and uh, she ended up. Uh, passing away of breast cancer in the early 2000s in her home in the south of France. Mm -hmm. Um, Hadn't performed much in the last half of her life. But between the era of, uh, or the years of 1958 to 1974, she put out 40 records, uh, a lot of them live. Boy, the music business has changed so much. I mean, in those days, all you did is record, and nowadays, all you do is tour. I mean, you can't really do it, it the old school way anymore. I mean, because nobody buys any albums, so. Exactly, yeah. and so many of those old uh, records were compilations of yeah. singles that came out and live recordings, And um, but she was just so prolific. Um, but the... I kind of struggled again with what record to choose. There's this really beautiful live album from 1974 called um, It Is Finished, which has some amazing live performances of like Funkier Than a Mosquito's Tweeter and I Want a Little Sugar in My Bowl. But I chose this compilation actually called The Essential Nina Simone, fittingly. Um, It's a two-volume compilation that was put out in 93, 94. And I just kind of feel like this gives the best overview of her career and uh, highlights what she does better than anybody, which is mostly take other people's songs and interpret them in a way that makes it sound like they never existed before she did them. It's, it's kind of crazy. I, I'm not. I'm by, by far an expert on Nina Simone, but when you hear Here Comes the Sun, I mean, I love George's version so much, but I love hers every bit as much. For different reasons. Yeah, and yeah. I'm usually not a big fan of covers. I tend to be an originalist yeah. in that sense. And when you talk about something like Here Comes the Sun, I don't think it's begging for a remake. And then you hear Nina's plaintive 
sparse arrangement of it with her, yeah. you know, soulful voice on it, and it just becomes a different song entirely. Little darling, the smile will return into the faces now. Little darling, it seems like years since you've been here. Little darling, it's been a long And another prime example would be the uh, Screamin' Jay Hawkins number, I Put a Spell on You. Absolutely. and, she, and it's, a, it's a whole different song when she does it. It's an entirely totally different. different song. It seems like it's different content even. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, I actually think uh, I Want a Little Sugar in My Bowl is kind of her biggest hit and that one that she actually wrote. Um, but I have heard so many versions of that. So many people have yeah. tackled it. Um, and another one that she made famous, the traditional, the traditional folk song, Sea Line Woman, she really popularized that in 1964. Feist put it out a mm-hmm. couple of years ago and did a nice version of it. But again, you hear that Nina version and man, nobody else should do that song. It's yeah. just, it, it really feels like hers. She lie woman, she drink coffee, she drink tea and then go home. She lie woman, she lie woman. Dressed in green, wear silk stockings with golden seams. Sea lime woman, sea lime woman, dressed in red, make a man lose his head. Sea lime woman, sea lime woman, black dress on for a thousand dollars. She wailed and she moaned. You know, she is mostly a reinterpreter. She really, she wrote a couple of standard or uh, songs that became standards and have really stood the test of time, like I Want a Little Sugar in My Bowl and To Be Young, Gifted in Black. That's the the Aretha Franklin number, right? Yep, Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, Nina wrote that. Um, I I wasn't even aware of that. (laughs) That's incredible that she wrote that song. Yeah, she. but her original output is pretty small. It really is. She really was this, you know, kind of vessel for these other amazing songs and lovely uh, messages that she just completely takes apart and puts back together. She's got an incredible version of Angel in the Morning on here. She does Mr. Bojangles. It's this complete new look into those songs um, that I think obviously has inspired people again like Feist and Adele. And you just hear so many of these new soulful singers coming out and they a lot of talk is um, around the Aretha's and the Ella's and the Etta's. And I, yeah. I just kind of feel like Nina gets left out of that conversation sometimes. She, she and, does. And, and for me, she's sort of quietly the most powerful one of that group. Oh. 
Did you ever read the stuff about her where she was, well, considered very difficult to work with? Yeah, she, you know, she was a bit of a diva. Mm-hmm. Um, she grew up in kind of a, a tough circumstances. And again, going through... Uh, being very active in the civil rights movement and how she was treated as a vocal female yeah. voice for the civil rights movement, um, it, things were tough. It was a it was a tough road to hoe, and she, I think, developed some strength and attitude that made it more difficult to work with her as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's one of those instances where I say, just don't meet your idols. You just don't need to know, right? You just want to hear the music and assume that all the beauty and purity that you're hearing is embodied in that person. And when you find out it's not, it's a little disheartening. Ali Lozoff, thank you so much for dropping by. It's been a, a pleasure chatting with you about Nina Simone and her The Essentials Collection. My pleasure. Yes, and she's our marketing manager here with The Current and Minnesota Public Radio. Thanks again. What do you want to wrap up with? What do you think is the song that you want to wrap up this feature with? Boy, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I think her signature song is I Want a Little Sugar in My Bowl. Um, so I, I would suggest that. But I highly recommend people check out, if not this whole disc, at least her versions of Here Comes the Sun and To Love Somebody and uh, and maybe Mr. Bojangles. I think you'll see a side of, of Nina and a side of those songs that you're not expecting. Thanks again, Allie. I want a little sugar in my bowl I want a little sweetness down in my soul I could stand some loving oh so bad I feel so funny, I feel so sad I want a little sting on my clothes up so they'll go what's the matter daddy come on save my soul I need some sugar in my bowl I ain't fooling I want some sugar in my bowl Time flies. It's been Music Heads from 89.3 The Current and Minnesota Public Radio. I'm Bill DeVille. I want to thank my colleagues for contributing to this week's show, including Melanie Walker, The Current's Marketing Director, Ali Lozoff, Program Director, Jim McGuinn, Barb Abney, and big props to Henry Rollins for chatting with us about some of the music he's grooving on. As always, special thanks to executive producer Melanie Walker and to Derek Stevens for moral support and to our intern, Alex Wright. Thanks to members of Minnesota Public Radio and The Current for helping to make shows like this one happen. And thank you for listening. Find us at thecurrent.org slash musicheads. And we'll wrap up this week's show with a sneak peek of a track from The Bees, who you might remember as Band of Bees, who had a couple of albums that saw quite a bit of airplay on The Current. Their new album is called Every Step's a Yes. Here's a track called I Really Need Love. We'll catch you in a week for another installment of Music Heads. You know that you love me when every steps a yes And you know that you love it When you can't feel the time of day Don't you just love it When you open your window in spring And you know, you know you just love it you let the sunshine fall in 
Hey!